they talk hurricanes on the line. We always looking for a QB to drop some dimes. Talking to you with Sebastian Lane. Only scouting five star players to impact the game. The whole point is to make a run for the ship. Throwing bones, whether we at home or on a trip. What we want, blue chips. Or a beast in the middle of that defense to make a hit or flip. When they try to come through the eight gap without plot, you can bet whoever got the rock face gets slapped. You know that you only bring in the fastest. Bonafide athletes that can catch it or pass it. Electrifying talent that can take it to the house. Coming for the top dogs on the coast and in the south. So if you think you know the game, get your top on. And if you ain't riding with the canes, go ahead and get your walk. We talking about the game with Sebastian Lane And scouting the recruits that can really bang Players with stats to make the Hall of Fame It's called a dynasty, watch it rise again We talking about the game with Sebastian Lane And scouting the recruits that can really bang Players with stats to make the Hall of Fame It's called a dynasty, watch it rise again What's happening? What's up? What's good, man? We're back with another Sebastian Lane. Um, kind of switching up this week a little bit. Obviously, we are now knocking on the door. Um, game week is here. This is a new Sebastian Lane, you know, little show. Um, obviously, we cover recruiting. That's our, our niche. It's what we love to do. But it's nothing more that we wouldn't even touch our recruiting love than the game of football. So we want to switch it up this year and, you know, kind of do a pregame. Um, you know, obviously this is a drop morning of, so we're going to have some fun doing this now every week. We will do this. Uh, we'll still do our, our thing with our recruiting and stuff like that, but this will drop every morning before game day. Um, 8 a.m. is what we're shooting for every week. Obviously, some games come on at noon. 3.30, 7.30, all be different this year. But we're going to stick with the normal time of 8 a.m. This will be a live thing we will start doing for you guys. Um, that way, headed to the tailgate, riding in the car, headed to work. You're just sitting at the house, ready to, you know, throw some on the grill early in the morning, get some breakfast, whatever. You throw us on and just hear mine and Dave's take, what we think, what we view this game um, this week. We play Miami of Ohio, the Red Hawks out of Oxford, Oxford, Ohio. Um, obviously, all the little sandals, the gannos, whatever you want to call them that's been going on with them out there. They want to hype the game up, of course. Um, and as we saw last year, you can never overlook somebody, right? So we're going to dig a little bit into this, kind of give our style, what we see, what we've, you know, kind of found out about. Miami of Ohio. So it's going to be fun. You know, we'll have a little fun with this. At the end, me and Dave will do what we did last year in a little different way. Um, we picked 10 games this week that me and Dave will kind of do our picks with. Um, so it'll be fun, man. You know, we'll have a little thing come up and, you know, we'll, we'll have a little fun with this episode. So nonetheless, before we hop into this, man, how you doing today? How, how you know, how was your day and how's everything going with you? Day was good. Everything's good. I have counted down and, you know, marked the days off. And now we're here. It's time. I'm glad to hear you talk about game day. We waited <laughs> for a long time, man. And, uh, you know, we, uh, well, I know for me personally, one reason I kind of got into fun recruiting was like I say, it kind of gets you through that off season. But, man, ain't nothing like when the season gets here. Uh, recruiting continues. That never stops. That's always, that always goes. And, 
you know, this is one of your biggest tools, man. What you do on the field uh, can turn some heads and, and flip some some uh, decisions. So hopefully we get into this season, man, get it. Like you said, you don't overlook week one. I know we want to get to week two. We, we know what's sitting there. But uh, again, if you if you look past week one in Miami of Ohio or that Ohio school, I don't like to call them Miami because they're not <laughs> care what you say, Gabbert or whatever your name is. And I'm going to talk about you in a minute. But uh, you know, it's you got you got to hand, and I think we learned that last year. You don't look past this, so you want to go out, you want to look good, you know, get off to a good start, get some little momentum, a little confidence, you know, stay healthy and do all the right things. So again, man, it's game day. The season's here, bro, and I, I'm ready. I know you are. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you go back and just look, I know everybody's gonna say, "Oh man, it's Miami of Ohio," and I get that, like I do. Obviously, it is Miami of Ohio. Yeah. But if you take that Middle Tennessee State game last year and you turn that around, take it more serious, have a better game plan, whatever the case may have been for that. Yep. If you get that and turn that into a W, we win that game. We're more mm-hmm. eligible now. You know, and then you may get those extra 15 practices. And, yeah. You know, it's a whole different ball game, right? So. Yeah. These are a big game regardless. You know, even if we do go eight, nine wins this season, this one game here could take us from possibly, you know, just a Orlando Bowl or Jacksonville yeah. Bowl and push us into a New York Six. And, you know, we're sitting in New Orleans or Georgia, you know, Texas, wherever, you know, you never know, right? Yeah. So, Got to yep. take all these games, and these dudes want to come in here and beat us just as bad as we're ready to get through and beat them and get in week two, like you said, you know. Exactly. So, um, exactly. week zero, there was some okay games, you know. Yeah. Um, that Hawaii and Vanderbilt game, I kept trying to tell people, like, that if you love football and want to watch a good game, <laughs> that's one to go watch. And I know people are going to say, oh, man, it was sloppy. It was messy. I don't care, bro. No <laughs> game is perfect. It was, fo- game, it was football, though. Football. We've been without it for I don't know how long. Um, yes, sir. You know, I, like I think Vanderbilt this week plays like San Jose State or San Diego, whatever. It plays. I'm gonna watch it too. I don't care. I love football. Yes. So you know, if you don't, that's fine. You know, it's whatever your forte is. But at the end of the day, we're here. We're gonna talk about Miami versus Miami. Um, this week, you know, we bring in this. Mac conference team who has been on an upward swing since Chuck Martin has got here eight seasons ago. He got there in 2014. He went through his eight. He's going into his ninth season this year. Um, so he's been there eight years. He doesn't have a, a super impressive, you know, record at this moment, but he took over a bad team, bro. And, you know, he's 39 and 52 and I get it, you know, but the pressing thing is, even taking over a horrible team, he's been to two MAC championships and he's won one of them. So you know, you don't really. I, I know the record's deceiving. You know, thirty-nine and fifty-two. I get that, but the man is still brought brought in a conference championship game. And I'm not saying he's the greatest coach or whatever. But still a good coach. You know, bad coaches don't win conference championships. Um, the one thing that I think he would tell you himself is he wants to work and improve on his bowl. You know, his bowl record getting in that postseason. He's one and three. Um, he lost the last one last year, which made them six and seven. They're six and six going into that bowl game and they lost. Um, 
but he's had like he beat Northwestern last year, which I know that I'm not saying Northwestern is a decent team, but they're still power five team. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not supposed to beat those teams. These mm-hmm. games here are pickup games. Um, but he beat them and he's taking some teams to the wire, you know, like he hung with the Mississippi State team a few years ago. So I mean, I can't really fault them, you know, for what he's done. I mean, it's Mac, you know, it's a Mac conference. He shouldn't be in here competing with SEC teams. No knock to them, but if you look on paper, he shouldn't. So, you know, I mean, for mine's other thing, sounds like a decent coach. Sounds like somebody who knows the game, understands the game. What do you What do you know about him? Yeah, well, before I mention him, I'll I'll say this. This is a team, you mentioned his overall record since he's been there. And, yeah, it's not fantastic. It's not, you know, sexy and all that. But this is a team that you don't want to let hang around. This is a team you don't want playing around with. You don't want to be – you know, middle way through the third quarter and it's a three-point ball game and they're, right. they still think they're in this thing. You want to punch these dudes in the mouth uh, and put them in their place early is what you want to do. This is not a team to play with. I'm just telling you that. And, you know, Chuck Mark, he's done there. He took over. You mentioned he took over a bad program. They were 0-12, I believe, the year before he got there and came from Grand Valley State, which is an NCAA Division II school. But, he, he was basically the Nick Saban over there. He was there for six years, and all he did was win 74 football games while he was there. And 74 football games. He went 10-3 and three his first year, and that was his down year uh, in his first year there. After that, he was he had two back-to-back undefeated seasons, 13-0, and 15-0, and, and then I think he lost one or two games uh, the remaining time he was there. So the man knows how to coach football. He's been a – been coaching for 30 some odd years, I believe, and has been a head coach like 16 years. So man knows football. He knows his right. X's and O's. And again, this is not uh, a team that you just want to play around with. You, you need to go out and we've talked about this on a lot of our shows recently. We need to win the games that we need to win. And I know we want to look at the big games and we want to get those, but you mentioned that that game last year and I hate to keep going back to that and I won't do it anymore. However, you talk about if we had won that, how you were, you know, bow eligible and get those extra. If you win that, how does the rest of your season play out? Because a game like that, a lot of your, your locker room, it, it takes a lot of confidence. It takes a little something out of you. And a lot of guys don't bounce back for that. And if you've got right. issues, looming issues kind of already with your culture and your locker room stuff, and then something like that happens, you don't want to relive that. The coaches know that. The players know that. You know, I, I'm not worried about it. Uh, but it is something you have to address, and this is definitely a team that you want to come out and handle because Chuck Martin, you know what he's doing. He's been around the game. Yeah. No, I definitely agree, man. So let's get right into it. You'll cover the offense side of the ball. I'll yeah. cover the defense side. So Miami of Ohio, what what are they bringing yeah. you know, to, to Miami's defense? Yeah. It's, this is going to be something that, you're not going to know a whole lot until the game gets started. And I know when folks, you know, when I say that, a lot of people go, hold on, no, you know, Brett Gabbard, everybody's seen him in the press lately. You know, he was talking. And and honestly, I don't have a problem with what he said. What was he supposed to say? You know, you put him up there on a platform and you ask him a stupid question like that. What's he supposed to say? We're going to lay down? No, he's right. He's got to come back with something. Uh, you know, fit, going into his fifth season, but he was hurt last year. Uh, got hurt early, got hurt early uh, week one, and then was out for several weeks. Got back in there and got hurt again. 
So last year was, you know, a year he would like to forget, but he's known for his preparation, highly intelligent kid, already got his degree, working on his master's. Uh, you know, he's got a good head on his shoulders, uh, knows what to do. And he actually put his name in the portal uh, after last year and then withdrew that and was looking at going elsewhere and kind of got his bearings back and decided he wanted to stay where he was. But, um, you know, in his four games last year, you know, through for around 200, you know, 240 yards, uh, 220 yards, a couple games, things like that. And like I said, it just didn't go his way. So you kind of got to go back to 21 to kind of see what you might get out of him because last year you kind of got to take that out. And the year before that, he goes out and throws 26 touchdowns against only six interceptions. And I, I believe their passing offense was right at top 20 in the country. I think they were like 21, 22 in the country in passing offense. Got that ability. He has shown that. And I think what's going to what we're going to see here is how much did last year affect him being out all that time? How much has he grown? How much has he progressed? And the way that he's carried himself and the way the head coach talks about him, I think he comes in ready to go. Again, I think this is a team that you've got to put you've got to jump on early. And I think you can. Uh, now, with what I said about Brett Gabbert, you kind of go and you look, you know, what happens if he goes out? Well, they they're a backup. He's very capable. He came in in relief duty last year, and I think he went for – he threw for around 1,300 yards or so, but he also rushed for almost 600. So he's a totally different guy, but they do have another option there if something were to happen. Um, their O-line is big. Uh, they literally look like, like – if this was a basketball game, I'm almost picking them. Uh, they <laughs> average 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, across the line. Uh, average, I think, 305 pounds, six foot seven across the line. But they had two guys last year who were their leaders on the offensive line, and they both transferred out. One went to Iowa and one went to Oklahoma. Right. So they have some guys that have been around. Uh, they've got a guy that I believe transferred in from Kentucky. Uh, he was kind of a relief guy over at Kentucky, but now he's at Miami of Ohio. So they've got some dudes that have played. Uh, they've got some guys that have been around for a few years in the program. So they're capable. But, you know, looking at the way our defense is right now, our defensive line is right now, mm -hmm. I, I'm honest. Honestly, I would be disappointed if we get, get in his face a little bit and cause some problems. I don't think – I don't foresee that as being an issue there. Um they have one thing I will tell you is they've got some big bodies. And if this thing gets into late in the game, uh, what concerns me, they have they have a wide receiver who's about 6'4", 215, 220 pounds. His backup is six foot four. And then they have a running back. And, you know, we've got a young man on our team by the name of Mark Fletcher that we're excited about because of his size and what he brings. They have a transfer from South Carolina that goes about 6'2", 6'3", about 235, 240. So right. if this gets into those late stages and we play around and we don't do the things we do early, you know, that, that could be an issue uh, getting late. But, again, right. I think, you know, we show up, handle our business, cause some problems. I don't, I don't think it's anything that we can't handle. So, um, sure. again, you kind of got to go back here to kind of see what they might bring to you because last year was sort of a wash. But um, – they, uh, their offensive coordinator, if I'm not mistaken, also doubles up as tight end coach. Uh, they do have a tight end that's a pretty big body guy that they're sort of big on this year as well. So you we could see something with that tight end. But, you know, overall, I think they're going to come out, try to throw the ball uh, with their big receivers. 
Uh, that's what their quarterback ought to, to do. He ought to sling, ought to throw it down the field, and ought to said a big touchdown to interception ratio. So that that's kind of his game. So that's what you got to prepare for. So I think I think our defense needs to step up, kind of make it an early thing, and sort of maybe take a little of that confidence away. Yeah, I mean, you know, looking at their offense, like you said, I mean, they're huge. They're some mm-hmm. massive guys. And I think, you know, our defensive line having now to go against those monsters on, on our O-line, yep. I think it's only going to prepare them for that, right? Yeah, I agree. You know, I'm not going to knock their O-line or anything like that. But, you know, we have all SEC. We have all uh, AAC, you know, guys on this line. We have a lot of talent that have been in system and then you have a you know five star couple five stars that we're going against yes we understand they got to get developed stuff but this is still a very talented group of offense line i know you're going to cover that in just a second yeah. but i think yeah. that is that will prepare our d-line and i think this may be the deepest our d-line has been in almost 10 years you know Easy. or give or take you know um, like seven or whatever just round up al gold and mark rick at the end of that this d-line is Finally, very good, you know, with Mesador and Harvey and Nigel Kelly and now Bain. And you go inside and, you, you know, you got LT with Dean. Like we have some dudes that are finally coming here. Mm. You have the snaps. Like, we're not inloading a bunch of freshmen. Like, you have a lot of guys. You know, you just said Blank Gabbard. Or Brett Gabbard is now going to his sixth year. So is Safari Harvey. Right. You, know, you got guys on our D-line who is finally – we have the depth, and they're going to continuously rotate. But what I like is our DC came out and said, "Hey, I, I like to rotate, but I'm going with the best best four and put them out there at, at, at all times. The best eleven I'm putting out there at all times. We're not doing this heavy rotating. Yeah. We'll put the best out there, and then we're going to roll with it. You know, and I like our linebackers. You know, out in space with some of their big guys, not the fastest." You know, like you said, they're a bunch of big dudes. They got some speed. I'm not going to knock them. But I like our linebackers getting out in space, being able to cover some of these guys, you know, with uh, Francisco and um, K.J. Cloyd. I think that's going to be huge for those guys who have major snaps playing, who have the size, the speed, and the ability to get out and, and destroy at that second level. Especially, <clears throat> I know you mentioned that we'll probably see a, a lot of, you know, passing, you know, from them. But they're still got to run, you know, come out and have a run game. If we stop that in our secondary, who I think is finally deep, especially when you're saying they have a ton of size, we have some size at corner. Oh, yeah. Finally, you know, with Devontae and Damari, you know, I, which could be our bookends at the end of the day. Those could be our, our starting corners. So, you know, you know Jadeus and um, Jaden Davis, and like we finally got some dudes, bro. I know we got Corey Couch and you know, we got guys that have been out there in the last four years, but I like our secondary against the receivers. Oh, yep. I'm I think they match up well. Even though you got new six three, six four, Devontae not not Damari, but Devontae has seen that at the collegiate level. Absolutely. You know, Damari, who if you know me, that is my guy. I thought it I said it before either one decommitted or Komani went to Colorado. Damari will have a quicker track because I think he's more game ready. Mm-hmm. We're seeing that. At the end of the day, we're seeing that right now. Now, however their careers go, that, that'll be up to them. You know, their development and coaching and stuff like that. Then you 
look at the back end, you have all American Cam Cam Kitchens. You have all world talent in James Williams, who I think, you know, at the end of the day, they they are probably two of the best safeties in the country. And I, I like what they're finally going to do. You know, our James has finally said, you know what? I trust the staff. I trust, you know, what they see in my, in my talent. I'm going to move around wherever they want me. Then you roll in Brett Brian Bale. Then you roll in um, Markevious. Like, bro, I love it. We finally have depth across the defense. Yeah. That, that yeah. we just have had. So if a guy goes down or a guy gets beat, you know, they might be afraid now. Man, I might, I might come take my spot. Just what we've been what we've been known for. So I love it, and I honestly I think we match up well. And I'm not gonna I'm not saying that you know they can't score some points, get up you know maybe they go up 10, 10 three on us, you know. But that that would be huge to see how, the, how this team faces adversity because they know the fans gonna be booing if it's ten to three in the first quarter. <laughs> Surely you not. Know? So I don't think it happens. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm going to give a prediction. You know, me and Dave will give our score prediction for our game later on. I, I see something completely, totally different. And obviously, I know we all hope it happens. But I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks. So, I think our defense will match up well with them on offense. Our offense. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of new wrinkles. Yeah. Tell, tell me about what we're going to see. Friday night in our in our new offense. Yeah, a lot a lot of new wrinkles and and new is good. It's, it's new wrinkles, but it's it's welcome, you know. And we talked we talked about their quarterback. And again, you're not going to talk about you know the Miami Hurricanes and not mention uh, Mr. Van Dyke. And again, last year was a disappointing year for the team and for him. Uh, I talked about the injuries to Gabbert. You got to mention some injury issues with Van Dyke. Uh, I've mentioned it's it's very tough for a quarterback to succeed when he's throwing from his back and when he's dragging his leg around the field and so on and so forth. So I think we've moved on, uh, not just because I'm partial, but a little because I'm partial. I'm going to start with the offensive line. This 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 offensive line looks better than it's looked in years. Uh, just, you know, and not just on paper. A lot of people say, well, yeah, on paper. Well, not necessarily because Matt Lee has done this on the field. Uh, Cohen has done this on the field. You know, we liked what we've seen with Jalen Rivers. We, Cooper was fantastic, you know, uh, in what we've seen. So it's not just on paper. They they haven't done it together as a unit in jail. You know what I'm saying? But they, mm-hmm. they have shown that they can do this. And then when you look at a few of the guys like Sampson and a few of the other young guys and, and some guys that are coming in as backup, I don't think we're quite as thin as people think. Oh, you know, we may not be 10 deep yet, but, you know, we're okay. And we definitely right. should be okay this week. Um, not taking any away from them, but bottom line, bro, talent versus talent, we're than they are. And I think on the offensive line, when you talk about these new wrinkles, uh, we've all heard, you know, not just uh, Coach Dawson, but Coach Beard as well. We're going vertical. We want to go vertical. We want to get down that field. And, my God, is that not music to Miami Hurricanes fans' ears right there? Get that ball downfield. But what I'm excited about is also the run game. That running back room looks really good, you know, and it's not just necessarily on paper. I know he had injuries, but A.J. Allen, he looked good at Nebraska. Now he's here. He's looked, he's looked apart so far. 
I'm a huge fan of Mr. Parrish. I don't think he got near the credit he deserved last year. I think a lot of people overlooked what he did. All he did every single time he touched the ball was gain positive yards. He's constantly going forward, always falling forward, runs a whole lot harder than what he looks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was really excited about him. Regardless of the O-line play, he just continued, continued to perform. And then you put, Mr., you know, Mark Fletcher and a few other guys in there. So the offense looks good to me, man. If they can just put it all, all on the field, you know, and actually make it happen, uh, you know, see us throw the ball downfield, which I mentioned, but also, you know, that opens up the run as much as the run opens up the pass. It all goes both ways. And I think we've finally got a situation where something should happen and maybe one, one thing's not working, you can switch that up. We know Mario wants to run the ball. We know Coach Dawson in, in his MO, but you know Mario wants to run that football. He wants to be physical. And I think I think we finally get, you know, offensively, man, and I haven't even mentioned the tight ends yet. And – Obviously, you know you know we're about the tight ends around here, but um, I'm also excited. I'm a little more excited about uh, Mr. McCormick than a lot of people because of that physicality in the run game and his ability to block and that sort of thing. I just think that adds a little wrinkle, what you mentioned earlier to that, that you can do that when you need to. And if we get up on these guys early, like we should, and we're into the third quarter, like we should, and you can start to run that football you know, and have success with it. I think that's what I want to see us do and maybe get some of these guys off the field and get some of these young guys some time and stay healthy, you know, and get through this week when like we should. But I'm excited about the offense, man. I can't wait to see it. I hope they show up. Yeah, and, I mean, I dug into – I watched a few of their games um, over the week. But I dug into their, their defense a, a little more because, you know, it's not a Texas a and It's not a Clemson. You know, we don't really know too much about them. Right, they're they're well coached. Um, oh yes, defense coordinators, Coach Breckin. He's mm-hmm. been with the university or Miami of Ohio University, whatever, however they say it. He he's been with them ten years. He started as a wide like assistant wide receiver coach, then transferred over to safeties coach when uh, the new coach um, coach uh, Martin got there. Sorry, um, and he now he's going to be into his second year as their DC. And he's had a pretty decent like defense the past couple of years. Um under him, he's coached seven all Mac players um over his tenure and stuff like that. Not just as a DC, but you know, in the secondary stuff like that. Um but their defense is kind of split. Like mm-hmm. they have two seniors on their defense, they have four red shirt juniors, then they have three juniors so technically, they have six seniors at the end of the day, six four-year guys, then three regular juniors, and then two redshirt sophomores. It's a pretty well-experienced um, team, you know, um, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And they averaged last year 23 points a game given up, which is not that bad if you think about it. I think we, we gave up more than that last year. Um, they averaged about 135 yards allowed on defense on the ground, um, which about 4.4 yards per carry, um, which ended up, I think, being a little over like 2,000 yards, like 2011, something like that, total yards they gave up on the ground the whole year, um, where they kind of struggled, though, which I think could tra- like transition for them. They allowed almost 400 yards passing. Mm. Mac, which we all know is yeah. air heavy. They love it. You got right. to go over 
you know, Kent State, a lot of those teams. Um, but they allowed 373 yards per game last year, um, seven yards per completion. So, honestly, two completions and a run, that's a first down. So, that I know is something they would love to trans- transition, obviously. Um, but with Toledo um, and Kent State kind of having some coordinators, you know, come and go, might help them out on defense. You know, you might have the same coordinators they faced the last few years because those dudes were lighting up the scoreboard. Um, yeah. But they they kind of split the time of possession um, with the, the opposing team. Like, they pretty much held, like, held defenses to about 39 out of, I think, 80 minutes or whatever it is. Um, or the other team had, like, 40, whichever it was. But I knew it was, like, split, almost almost down the middle. Um, they allow 40% on third third down, which is kind of high at the end of the day. Um, you want to – I would like to see defense around 20, somewhere in the 20s, because um, that would be elite. But they average about 40, which is, you know, not bad for what they were dealing with out there. Um, and then 56% on fourth down completions or um, co- conversions, which is really, really high. You're giving up almost half – more than half the fourth down conversions. Um, they had 38 sacks though last year. A lot of that though, it didn't come from their D line. Their D line is they had they had some havoc. But they got some linebackers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like they they blitz a lot. So yeah, that's something they got a nice linebacker core. Yeah. So you know, I'm kind of intrigued to see how you know we're able to to handle that. Um, because obviously our defense definitely likes to throw throw it at them, but Looks like our offense is going to have some stuff kind of thrown at them too. Um, so I'm kind of intrigued to see how this will work out for our offense. This the test, you know, going into that following week. One thing they struggle on though is if you get in the red zone, you're almost guaranteed to score. They allow 37 out of 42 scoring drops. Good thing is only 26 of those were touchdowns. So about half the time people get in, they're scoring, you know, touchdowns, which is pretty impressive, honestly. You got to hold somebody within the 20 yards. Yeah. Um, but like I mentioned, they got some dudes at linebacker. Um, Ryan McWood and Matthew Salapek um, both averaged well over 100 tackles um, last season, which is fairly impressive. Um, 51 solos for Ryan, 84 assists. And then Matthew had 61 solos and 63 uh, assisted. Those dudes get after it. And I'll be honest with you, a lot of times it was both of them making a tackle together. So, and they like to get in that backfield. So they got some good size on the D-line. Not the biggest, biggest dudes, obviously not six, 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 seven monsters um, across the line, but they got some good size there. Um, their, their D-line, it can make some noise if our O-line kind of starts slipping a little bit and looking past them. But that, that linebacker core I'll, I'm kind of curious to see how our running backs are going to do because those dudes get after it, honestly. Um, but they got two DBs that I'm, I'm kind of interested to see live and how they play. Um, Jacquez Warren has 63 tackles, which is probably more than we had all last year, even from yeah. Tyree and DJ Ivy. Um, but he also got two picks, and one of them was for a pick six, or one of them was for a TD. Um, both their DBs get in there and get their hands in there and, and force fumbles. 
So, like, they're good with their hands, bro, breaking up passes and everything. Um, John Saunders, their other DB, um, he's a safety. He has 52 tackles with two picks and a forced fumble as well. So, I, their DBs are not afraid to play. Um, honestly, I think that's their bright spot um, is their linebackers and then their two, two DBs. So, the, all four of those dudes could probably be all MAC players this year. So, you know, I know it's all MAC. I get that, but we're over here praising Matt Lee for all AAC, you know, all, all AAC. Absolutely. So, you know, just because they play in the MAC don't mean there's not some dudes, bro. Um, a lot of those dudes go to the league, to be honest with you. So, they got some talented guys. And honestly, that defense ranked on the average about 57th in the country. And I know people are like, oh, but giving up what they did in the past game and still being able to stop with, you know, stop it to average it out decently in the run game, it's impressive, bro. That's just total, like, that's complete. So I'm not saying, I think we'll, I think we're going to beat them convincingly, to be honest yeah, with you. I agree. Um, I agree. But if we come in there slipping, I think these dudes can, can give it to us at the end of the day, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Middle Tennessee held their own each and every drive. You get in here and you take these dudes lightly, you sleep on them. These dudes can beat you to sleep too. You know, we like you said their offense can go. There's no doubt about it. But our defense has got to be able to shut that down quick. Our D line has got to wreak havoc. That's the key because their linebackers and DBs, they're good enough. And our wide receivers haven't. You know, we all got a question mark around them. You know. I like Tyler Harrell. I think Tyler Harrell can take it deep. And, you know, I mean, their defense is definitely going to give us a lot of tests, which will be good moving forward into ACC play and everything else. Um, so I like this test, first game. A lot of people, you know, oh, it's Miami, Ohio. Yeah, but it's a good first test. I'm yeah. not saying it's Utah. I'm not saying it's LSU like Florida State, Florida's got to do. But to have a cupcake, quote, unquote, this is a good one to have, especially if you're trying to test yourself early, getting ready for Texas A&M, getting ready to go into um, ACC play here in about four or five weeks. This is a really, really good test. And I, I like this. I like that the way it's set up because I think this, you get this win, you get the young guys in there, like you said, get Mark Fletcher in there, get Ruben Bain in there, you know, get Damari Brown in there, get these younger guys who might have to play a lot this year Get them in there, get them some burn, you know, get your curry in there, let him get some reps. I hope we beat them convincingly by the third quarter. And a lot of our young guys are, we're in it. Yeah. You know? I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I would almost, not almost, I would, <laughs> I would love to be able to take the schedule and maybe slide that week two game down a week or two and slide and maybe Temple and, and Bethune up, you know, right. for the reason you said, you know what I'm saying? Get some some continuity and some momentum and things like that going. Get some of the young guys we can do about that. All we can do is play the schedule that we have. And, and I agree. I think we beat them conventionally to the point, you know, middle third quarter like you mentioned i want to see start seeing some guys you know some young dudes oh, yeah. come in i want to see you know tvd sitting down i want to see you know some some of this whole line sitting down you know what i'm saying so i think that happens i think it needs to happen hopefully it does and then we too so yeah i i don't think we have a problem what do you what do you got on a prediction man i know people are gonna say oh you're drinking a kool-aid oh uh, no nah, i just i 
for one, I don't. I'm not. I don't think it's the same team from last year. Yeah, I don't either. Do whatever they want. You can do whatever they want. Transfer portal helped us gratefully. Yeah, you know, it took away as as well. But I think this team is one that is buying in. I think this team is is taking on that mentality of Mario. I really do. I think. Here, this is what I was saying earlier, right? And Man, you're building this. You're building this up. You're about to just throw it all in, ain't you? Um, you trying to sell me? <laughs> my thing is, I've been saying this, and you can ask people to Discord. Yeah. First quarter, we kick the ball off to him. Yeah. I think we get a pick six, set a house. I think we kick it back off to him, get a fumble recovery. First play, Tyler Harrell. I think we keep the ball back off. Damn, you're like breaking down each possession and score. Hold on, no, no, this is just this is just this is what I was talking about earlier. Yeah. I think we stop them three and out. They punt the ball to us. Yeah. We drive it back down. End of the first quarter, I think it's twenty one zip. Yeah, I yeah, I can see that. I think third quarter we start we're up big. Thirty eight. 41, whatever, the three or whatever. Then I thought I think you start seeing some of these younger guys, some of these second string and third string guys. I think at the end of the day, it's 48 to 10. We're walking out of Hard Rock Stadium. You've been working on my paper again, ain't you? You got the same score? Paper again. Well, you said 48, you said what, 48 10? 48-10. I had a 48-13. I had a 48-13. And, and, and for what you said, now I, didn't, I ain't going to break it down every single play. Like you just <laughs> but, yeah, I just think, I think, and a lot of people might say, no, man, we need to be have more than that. I just agree. I think we're going to get up. I don't think the goal, I may be wrong. I don't know. I'm not in Mario's office. But I, I don't think the goal is to put up 70. I think the right. goal is to win, get that first group out and get some of these other guys in, number one, for the experience, and number two, because we want to protect some guys. We need to. We okay. have to this year. So I think you start to see that now. So I'm taking nothing away from these younger guys, man. These young cats may get in there and just keep on going, you know, because also by that time we should have them worn down to the fact that you know we've put some of these talented youngsters in and they continue to have success but yeah i, I just i think by the end of the third quarter definitely going into the fourth quarter we're gonna have a lot of guys playing just to get some time so yeah i, I could put that's that's funny you're about to yell like 72 to three or something nah, I, I, I think really in so no i i'm completely i am 100 on, on board with what you just said yeah, now I just I think it's an explosive first I, quarter. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think by halftime, man, by halftime we should be going. Yeah, yeah, it's, I like it. I love what I saw. Going vertical, yeah, I, I going vertical, run, click, and pop, 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 pop. Yeah, and then you come out the that that third quarter, you reestablish what you did. Hey, it's exactly. not over. We're still going. You know, keep our foot on your on your throat here. But then you, you gradually start not to lit up, but you let some guys kind of go a little bit. So, no, man, I, I'm with you on that. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> I know you said, I was like, oh, shit, he's going to have the same score. <laughs> that's funny. I, that's hilarious. Yeah, you was looking on my paper. 
I will, that's, right. that's what I'm here for. Sorry. All right. So have a little fun. We're going to pick 10 games. Me and Dave picked 10 games this week, right? Starting Thursday. So this show obviously will air Friday, but we'll go ahead and go on record, even though this is before Thursday. Here we are, Tuesday night, whatever, 9.40 p.m. We're going to pick Florida, Utah. I'm going to post this on our Sebastian Lane Twitter page, da 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 So that way it'll be public well before, so, you know, whatever. So me and Dave are going to pick these 10. We'll see how we do each week. We will do this each week as we can, and we'll be on the pregame show. We'll do just like this. If there's a Thursday night game, me and Dave like, we're all pregame. Our show will be pre before that, so a lot of this will still get paid. If we somehow can't, we'll just whatever. It is what it is. Yep. But we're going to go ahead and pick Florida, Utah. Who you got, Dave? Utah. The Utes. So I can never pick Florida or nope. Florida State. So I'm pretty sure y'all can get my second guess down there. Yeah, you can go ahead and book it. Yeah. in that last game. It's all, I don't. If the yeah. other team, if the other team gave notice they weren't coming to the game, like we can't make. I still would pick them. <laughs> yeah, there's just no way I'm. Yeah, picking, so let's just get those out the way. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I, I, my thing with this is, I think Utah wants revenge, and I think they want revenge. Badly, yeah, because I think they know they they let that game slip. Yeah, I agree. So, I agree. and it should be a good game, but that Salt Lake City, the altitude and stuff. Yeah, we're gonna see because it, yeah. it is different out there, you know. Yeah. Um, Revenge and also, also, I think Florida sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely think that. <laughs> on everything I love. It's kind of um, like if, if they didn't even show up, they could be twelve and zero, and I would be out. Like, no, nah, they're losing this week. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> so obviously, we, you should know our picks from them. LSU, Florida State. I definitely got LSU. Yeah, and I right. actually, I thought before these suspensions that LSU would want the dog with them. I really did. Some of these suspensions are coming, and it's just the luck of the Irish, whatever you want to call it, for Florida State. Yeah. I still think LSU has enough star power to pull it out. And I think Brian Kelly is, is a really good coach. Um, so I think LSU will pull this out in Orlando on Sunday night, I think it is. Right. Who, who do you have? I would say LSU down there. Why would you pick LSU? Yeah, LSU, everything you just said, the star power. I think Brian Kelly is a great coach. And I, I got in depth with this uh, pretty good. And after looking around, I, I kind of decided that Florida State sucks. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, LSU, you ain't even got to go. I'm still going to pick you. That's my that, that's my expert opinion. Right, right. Yeah. Now I'm with you. So Louisville and Georgia Tech open the season with ACC play. Who do you have? And kind of just give a quick brief why 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 that team? Yeah, I just I, I got Louisville. I just you know I don't know. There's something about Georgia Tech every year. Um, I know that's a team that you know I don't know. Um, we're not always excited to see. I know last year we did well. I was at that game, but that's you know it, it's like every year they're just kind of hanging around. But uh, not this year, man. I got I got Louisville, and honestly, I don't even think it's close. Yeah, um, 
I'm with you on that one. Obviously, you know, it's kind of the obvious. Georgia Tech, I just don't think it's ready. They got a few good transfers in, you know, the Texas A&M quarterback who I think won the starting job for them. Yeah. Um, I just don't think across the board, I don't – I like what Louisville did. Louisville brought in a ton of transfers. Got it, and they brought in a decent recruiting class last year. I think they have a decent team this year. Um, so definitely, I think Louisville handled this convincingly. All right, moving on to Ohio State and Indiana, another team I just absolutely cannot stand. Um, <laughs> I took Ohio State here, unfortunately. But I will say this. This was a hard game for me because I think this is – I would take the numbers, honestly, for Indiana in this, but I think Ohio State wins it outright. For some reason, they Ohio State has struggled against Indiana in the past. Yeah. Open up the season, and, and I know eventually they, they end up walking off. But Indiana has beat them a couple of years ago in Indiana, first game of the year, I know. But this Indiana team is they, they don't, it's like they got some hatred towards um, towards Ohio State as well, like me. But I think Ohio State will end up winning this, and I think they'll pull it out. But I don't know if Ohio State is as loaded as they have been in, in previous years. This year, will definitely tell that. Who do you who do you have and why? Yeah, I, I've got Ohio State just because I just I think that's kind of no brainer. However, if I agree with everything you said, I've got Ohio State. But if Indiana pulls that out, I'm not going to be with the rest of the with the rest of the country going, oh my god, I can't believe it. Like I won't, you know, it'll be a shocker. Don't get me wrong, but I just think that's one that you you probably circle. You put a circle around that. You want to keep your eye on that score happens and that that's one of those if it's if they're still battling in that third quarter it's going to get interesting you know if Ohio I think Ohio State needs to come out and shut that down real quick um, or I think they're going to be in a dog fight so yeah I got Ohio State uh, just because I need the, the odds in my favor because I got a couple upsets going on right right all right so moving on to a, a rivalry I wish would come back Penn State yeah. West Virginia who do you have Speaking of upsets, look at those Mountaineers, man. Somebody's got to get so – there got to be some upsets week one. Got and, to. Week one. And I, I would love to see, see West Virginia. Uh, maybe even in particular, I don't know. I would say their offense come out and hang, hang some points up and have some success on that Penn State defense. So, uh, Penn State – Look, man, they looking good. It looks like this could be a year for them. It seems like it's be one of those games, kind of like the one right above it. Honestly, to tell you the truth, it's just kind of one of those just kind of hanging there for me. So, right. uh, like I said, yeah, I, I'm going to go West Virginia with the upset. I got gotcha. you. I couldn't take the upset here just yet. And I think Penn State is a sleeper team in the Big Ten yeah. to compete with Michigan for the Big Ten title. I think they're 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 I like their coach. I like Coach Franklin. I think he's a really good coach. He knows his X's and O's. And they they got a squad, you know. Um I don't know if they have that that ump, you know, enough to get over that hump. But I like them and I think they can make a run here this year. Um so I'm actually interested to see Penn State through the year. And I don't like Penn State at all. Like they're one of those schools I just don't like. Um but I think honestly it could be a sleeping team. Moving on to USF versus Western Kentucky. 
I like this game, and the reason why is I take the upset here. I think USF, the new staff, the new team, like they've done a lot over the years, or over the, the year in this transfer portal and bringing in a decent class. Mm-hmm. I like them here. I definitely like them by the numbers. But this is the one I, I feel confident enough to say, hey, I will put money on this for them to cover the numbers. Not as full as the upset, but they're a team, I think, that this season, if you let them hang around long enough, they're that team that can kick you in the backside if you, you let them linger. Um, so I'm definitely taking USF here um, just because I want to see the upset. And I don't mind UCF or USF. Um, I just, like, I got to go to the Florida team here, um, you know, because I want to see them actually get back. Hopefully they get the call to the Big 12. And then you get that robbery back with UCF. So I'm going to go USF here. Who you got, Dave? I got Western Kentucky at home. Gotcha. That's the only reason is because they're at home. (laughs) I honestly don't know enough about either one of those schools to make an educated guess. So it's literally I flipped a coin. uh, It landed on on tails, which was was USF. And I'm still going Western Kentucky (laughs) at home. I got you. He's just not confident in them. I got you. Yeah. So rolling right into probably a game that's going to have more eyes on it than it should because <laughs> of who's there. Colorado, TCU, who you picking? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go, – I got TCU. Uh, and I'm going to be honest, man, I probably spent a little more time on this than I should going back and forth. And I know everybody's like, man, you are crazy. They're going to kill Colorado. Maybe they do. Maybe they do, but this, I think everybody sees that TCU, you look at what they did last year, taking nothing away from that, but this is a different group, you know, new offense, new quarterback, OC, all these things. Offense line, they're a little questionable as far as a couple guys, are they going to play here, are they going to play there, but at the end of the day, that don't matter a whole lot. I just, I think there's more. I think a lot of people are looking at this kind of in a blind, with a blind eye because of the Dion hate. And I'm not – listen, I'm on board with that, but I'm trying to look at this thing. And, again, I'm going with TCU. I'm just sort of going to watch that one a minute. Now, when at the end of that game, when it's 70 to nothing, I know all y'all going to laugh at me, and that's cool. But right <laughs> now, right now I'm going TCU, but I'm just, – just watch it. Just keep an eye on it. I don't think TCU is the TCU last year. I got you. I agree fully. Um, I like TCU here just because I think that team has experience playing together. Yeah. Um, they did lose a lot. And yeah. I know Colorado is a team that is full of transfers, which isn't always a bad thing as long as you bring the talent in and they mesh well together. But it's game one. It's a yep. huge game in Dallas, Texas, in Jerry's world. Yes, Dion will be there. It is going to be circled completely around him, obviously, because it's just what they're they're doing. I'm not blaming this on Dion at all. That's mm-hmm. just what the media is going to do because that's how you hype this game up. Yeah. But I think Sonny Dykes is kind of in a better situation than Dion is at the moment, you know, because yeah, absolutely. in a TCU, he just competed in the national championship. You know, and they're, they're going to be they, – they didn't just lose their whole team. Yeah. So, they're bringing back some guys, and I like them. You know, I, I really do. And I think TCU is the team to kind of watch in that Big 12 again. Um, yeah. Not, yeah. I don't think they win it, 
But I think yeah. they're just to watch. They can pull some some upsets again. Um, just like kind of last year, nobody had them doing what they were doing last year, you know. And all, all of a sudden, you look up and you're like, "Wait a minute, what?" So yeah. you know, they did it once. You know, they could do it again. I just think, you know, the Dion's brought on so many transfers, and a lot of those guys came there because they knew they could play. So some of those are not going to pan out. And again, even the guys TCU's bringing back, they've been there, you know, for a minute. They played together, things like that at home. I mean, you're going out on a limb if you don't if you don't pick TCU in that one, but we'll see exactly. what happens. Exactly. So moving right into the next one, Texas Rice. I mean, I think this one's still kind of the obvious. This is still week one, so it's not it's not loaded. Um, I think Texas wins here pretty convincingly. Yeah. Um, you know, but I want to watch Texas because they're bringing in such a huge quote unquote roster. They're a team that people have kind of pegged into the the um college football playoffs so i want to kind of see because honestly the game last week week zero with usc i wasn't impressed and i don't have usc in the playoffs because of what i've been seeing with them that defense sucks yeah you say whatever you want what bad i don't care there's no reason you know some of those plays should happen at all especially yeah. if you're in alabama georgia it just does not happen I'm not talking about Miami. I'm saying if you're wanting to compete at the college football playoffs, I don't think Miami's defense is there yet. So that's why I'm not – you can say whatever you want. People get, I don't care. At the end of the day, we're all trying to get to that Georgia level of defense, that Alabama level of defense. That's like the standard right now. Mm-hmm. So I think in order to get there and compete, bro, you, you need a better defense. And that's why I'm kind of curious to see because obviously Texas next week, they go to they play Alabama. Yes, so, sir. You know, that game's going to be interesting. I, I, I kind of know who you got here, but go ahead and explain it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, so I saw a stat today that said since 1960, Rice has won this game twice. I went back and looked, and I found three. I just know whichever one of those is right. Texas has won the last 15 meetings or something like that. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to pick Texas. I don't own a rice hat or a T-shirt, but if I find one on the ground that day, I'm going to put it on. And I'm going to pull for you. I hope you go down there, and I hope I'm wrong. I, I just don't see it, man. I don't even know where rice keeps showing up at this thing. So, rolling in to Boise State, Washington. Go ahead. Who you got? Where you going with it? Yeah, so we're talking upsets, right? You got Washington at number 10. I know that's a team that, that you've talked a little bit in the offseason. Uh, I'm going with an upset, man. I, I'm going with Boise, and it's just one of those that I think somebody's got to get upset. I don't know where it's going to happen, but I just I got a feeling on this, and I kind of struggled with this for a minute. Uh, both it's coming back. I think juniors and seniors, Washington has like 18 of the 22, and I think uh, Boise State has like 17 or something like that, juniors and seniors coming back. Both got experience coming back on both sides of the ball. I think it's going to be an interesting game. It's going to be a whole lot closer than people think, and I think at the end, Boise State can win that thing. Hey, I don't – I like Boise State, and I think that's a team – I think in a couple of weeks when UCF travels up there to the blue turf, yeah. that's going to be a game I'm definitely going to watch. This not, here, to interrupt, not to interrupt you, if this game was on that blue turf, I would pick against him because I hate that blue turf. I think it's <laughs> but I don't like it. Yeah, I, I, I got to go against the grain here with them. Um, 
I like what Washington is bringing. Like you just said, I mean, they got a lot of depth coming back. They got a lot of experience. Um, they're a team I think is a sleeper in that Pac-12. I think they, they can make some noise. Um, I think they get the ball rolling early here, you know, with this game. I think I think they win convincingly here. I think it's possibly three touchdowns. They can. They can. Um, obviously, you got to have a lot to happen, especially week one. But um, I like I like Washington here. Last game, game, game of kind of the night here because our none of our teams we're going to watch play um, during this game during Saturday. South Carolina, North Carolina, ACC versus SEC, Carolinas versus Carolina, however you want to, to spin this. This is a big game for both teams because obviously, quote unquote, rivals. But I think this game here kickstarts um, both teams, you know, headed into their, to their season this year. I am going with South Carolina. Why? I, I hate North Carolina, <laughs> just like I hate Florida. I'm not no SC, like the SEC people. That, oh, I'm gonna get that. I want everybody in the ACC to lose. I don't care. Yeah. Let uh, uh, I'm playing Florida and Georgia, uh, Florida, Florida State. <laughs> I don't care. I'm opposite. I want all of them to lose. Forget yeah. all of them. Um, but I will say this. Yeah, I like what South Carolina is bringing back. They had a decent team last year, and they made some good, like, some quality noise, to be honest with you. Um, yep. This team, I think, can make a decent run in the SEC East with Tennessee and, and Georgia up there. I don't think they – I think Tennessee and Georgia are one and two. But I think South Carolina can make some noise right there with, I think, Missouri. Missouri is a team I'm watching in the SEC East this year as well. Um, so I'm going to take South Carolina here, and I'm actually going to take them by two touchdowns. All right. So I agree with you on the ACC stuff. Like I don't root ACC. I don't, I'm not that guy. I know all the SEC people are bad for that. They cheer for their conference. I'm not that guy. And I know I hate North Carolina as a Miami fan. We, they kind of become that team, man. Like we just see them. We're like, Oh God. So, but it's for that reason that I'm picking North Carolina to win this game. Because I need to be as good as you can be on paper when we meet up <laughs> in five or six weeks. I need that. And, you know, Shane Beamer, he's doing some good things down there. Some folks are excited about what's going on. They've recruited well. You know, they brought some guys in. You know, we'll see. I may be wrong here, but I to kind of be that team we meet them. And what I need to see at the end of that game, I need to see Mac Brown have Shane Beamer by the elbow. <laughs> <laughs> you know where I'm going at midfield and Shane kind of pulling away. That sounds like a familiar scene. And Mac just kind of in his ear, like, like daddy just whipped your tail. So I, I need to see that, man. I, I just need Carolina to win. After you know, after week five or six, whenever we play, I don't care what they do. I hope they fall apart. But I, I need them at that moment to be as good as they can be. I'm yeah. gonna go Carolina. It's almost like I'm going Carolina, and I'm sort of kind of rooting against myself a little bit. You know what I mean? But you know, right. I, I I need them to be that team when we meet. I don't blame you. Well, that was our ten game pickums, however you want to call it. Um, it was a fun show, man. Um, yeah. I'm actually looking forward to this kind of moving yeah. forward. Fun with it. Um, obviously, you know we've done 
we've been doing 10 team pick them things forever in a day. Um, it's just fun, man. You guys can join in. I will post this on Twitter. You guys can have fun, make jokes, laugh, clown. I don't really care. Y'all can join in and pick them as well. Um, I think it's going to be fun, man. I, I, we enjoy stuff like this, interacting with you guys, kind of just conversating. We love talking football, man. It's just what we do. Um, but as always, we tell you guys, please subscribe, hit the like button, whatever you want to do. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, Rasta Edits underscore D, D Franklin, please go follow us. Sebastian Lane page as well on Twitter, um, on YouTube under Miami Flow Brand. If you aren't able to watch on YouTube, that is fine. We, we love that as well. Go hit our podcast up. Um, I will post it in, in every link that we, we subscribe or that we post on Twitter. Um, I will start trying to do it on YouTube page for people that kind of clicks in. It'll be like in the bio description. I can try to do that as well. Um, however, it helps you guys, man. We're on Spotify, Google, Pod. We're on everything. Just type in Sebastian Lane, Miami Flow, Miami Mayhem, whatever y'all want to type in. Go, go like it. Go subscribe to it. Also, listen to the rest of our shows on there. Um, maxed out Miami Mayhem, Three Live Canes, Miami Flow. Bro, we got channels for good days. Um, enjoy this. We do this for y'all, man. It's game day. We're here. We're excited. It's it's time. Get through this one. Flip that switch. Enjoy the weekend. It is Labor Day weekend, so enjoy it. Please, you know, be safe, everybody out there. Hope everybody made it through this hurricane that that is coming by. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, they circle back. We don't know yet, but please stay safe through it. As always, never changes. It's all about.